Have you ever wondered how you can stand out in a crowd? Maybe you're brand new, maybe you've been doing this for a while, and you're just not getting all of the discovery calls you want. It usually comes down to standing out in a crowd because let's be real, it is a crowded market, but that doesn't mean you can't stand out and land jobs. And that's the name of the game of being a service provider. So in this week's episode, I'm diving all into five ways you can stand out in your pitches. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hey, 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 Surf Scale Soar family. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be back with another episode of the Surf Scale Soar podcast. And if you are a first-time listener, hello, hello, my friend. My name is Brandy Mouse, and I am your host. And if you are joining us because you tune in every single Tuesday or every single week, I'm so appreciative that you are back. And I am ready to give you actionable steps on how to stand out in your pitches. And I'm not just giving one. I'm not just giving two. I'm giving five ways that you can stand out in your pitches. And the thing is, freelancing is a crowded market. There are so many freelancers out there. You're not only competing with other people who are freelancing like you probably are if you're listening to this, where you're not using things like Upwork, Fiverr, but you are your own business. You are doing this on your own. And then we have to address there are people out there who are on Upwork, Fiverr, and they're working for way less. So one of the questions I get asked all the time is, why would someone hire me over someone hiring someone less? Well, these five ways you stand out in pitches is exactly why. Because we're going to stand out in our pitches and people are going to see the value of paying you a premium price. And if you need help with your pricing, we have a whole episode on that that we'll link up in the show notes and why people rather hire you, especially package-based, instead of hourly. So make sure you check out that episode afterwards. And so we need to make sure that if we want to get hired, our pitches are standing. And what is a pitch? A pitch can be something that you post in a Facebook group, comment on someone that's looking to hire. It could be on a LinkedIn job posting that you're seeing. It could be one that you see that says looking now and you have to submit a form. Wherever you're finding your job ops, this is how you stand out in your pitches. So it doesn't matter what platform you're working on, it's how you actually send in your pitch. And this is you showing that you are the person from the job. So sometimes this can be as little as like posting on a comment and sometimes it's filling on a form and sometimes it's like sending in an email. So you're going to have varying degrees of how long your pitches are. But the important thing is that you're implementing all five of these in some way. This is different than your proposal. I am not talking about proposals. When I talk about pitches, I'm talking about how you actually get on the discovery call. Your proposal is a totally different thing. So we want to make sure that we are standing out. And so how the heck do we do this? We want to be top of memory when people are reviewing like 50 applications for the job or they're looking through 50 people commenting on a post. We want you to stand out. We want you to be top of mind because we want you to be chosen for the discovery call. Because in all reality, they're only probably going to choose three to five people to jump on a discovery call with 
we want you to be one of those three to five people. And then we have a whole podcast episode on how to master the discovery call that we will also link up that then will help you land those clients. So let's jump on in into the five ways to stand out from pitches. And the first one is to showcase your unique skill or expertise. And so you may be saying like, Brandy, I don't know how I'm unique. All of us people are doing the same thing. But here's the deal. When you niche down, that's how you stand out and show your unique skills or expertise. So I harp on this all the time. But when you become niche down, you actually become more desirable. You are that person who everyone wants to hire because you're known for it. And even if you're not known for it yet, you can get there. So if I'm looking at, let's say I am a teacher and I sell products on this website called TPT, Teachers Pay Teachers. And it's a place where you can buy teachers, buy resources that were created by other teachers. So if you're someone like me, that's more of like a target mom. Think of it like that. Like you have your Etsy moms that like make all the stuff. And then you have like your target moms like me who buy all the stuff from the people who make it. And so that's kind of what Teachers Pay Teachers is. It's the teachers who like to make worksheets and things like that. And then the teachers who just want to buy. And so let's say that you are a Pinterest manager and you work with TPTers. So TPT teacher posts and says, I'm looking for someone to manage my Pinterest. Can anyone recommend or do you do this? Like comment below. Then there's all these comments and it's like, oh, hi, I'm a Pinterest manager. I help you increase your website traffic, blah, blah, blah. And then there's yours who shows up and says, hi, my name is Susie. I work specifically with TPTers to increase their store traffic. And here are some of the results my current clients are getting that are also in the TPT space. I know that with X tracking, we can't like you can show your skill in that by saying like, I've worked with this. I am a TPT seller. Like I help TPT sellers instead of just being a basic Pinterest manager who works with everyone because there's some unique intricacies that go with being a TPT Pinterest manager. And so you want to make sure that you're highlighting that. Same thing with when I was running ads, I ended up with all these photographers. So it was easy for me to say, hi, I'm a Facebook ad manager. I work specifically with photographers who have an online program selling to other photographers. Like that's so niche. Of course they want to work with me because I already know the audiences. I already know what works, what doesn't work. And that's what people want. They want someone who works with their uniqueness. That's why you send your kid to a pediatrician and not just a general doctor. Now, some people do send their kids to general doctors, and then other people want the specialized pediatrician. And so when we think about it, who gets paid more, the pediatrician or the generalist? The pediatrician gets paid more. And so if you want to get paid more, you also want to stand out in your skills. You have to niche down. So the first way to do that is by standing out is be niche. So you can say, I specifically work with this or I have this training, or I've worked with X amount of clients in that field before. And so there's different ways that you can show that you are unique in that way to serving that person. Now, here's the deal. If you are someone who's doing a lot of things, like I used to do organic social media, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, like all these things. If someone posted, we're just going to stick with the same Pinterest, and said, hey, I'm looking for a Pinterest manager 
to do this. I wouldn't say I'm a social media manager. I would comment and say, hi, my name is Brainy. I'm a Pinterest manager. I've worked with X amount of clients and I would love to, and then I would actually implement the other four to stand out more. But the more niche you can get, the more specialized. So even if you're doing all the things, you respond to that person saying your X role. So in this case, I'm a Pinterest manager. Even if you're doing Instagram and all that, Same thing with someone who is an OBM and someone says, I'm looking for a launch manager who does this, this, this. And you're like, oh, that's exactly what I do as an OBM. You can come in and say, I manage launches. I'm a launch manager. So your title doesn't matter. And we have a podcast episode on that about how your title doesn't matter. What you do is actually what matters. And we'll link that up. But these are ways to stand out and show your skills and expertise. And the more niche you get, the more you can really hone in on that. But just because you're not niched down doesn't mean you can't start honing in on that now. Okay, so number one, showcase your unique skills and expertise. Number two, craft a compelling and personalized pitch. Here's the thing. No one wants a copy and paste template when they are going to work with you. They want to feel special. They want to feel unique. So if you're sending an email, you need to use that person's name. You need to make it custom to exactly what they said. Can you have a template that you start off of and then tailor to it? Yes, absolutely. You want to use the language that they're using. So if they say, I am a, so back to the teachers pay teachers, they call themselves teacher authors. I think that's what they call them. And so you would want to even put that language in there, even if they didn't put that, but you know, you would want to say, I work with teacher authors and TPT sellers. That way they know that specialized. If you work with life coaches and there's some specific language that they use, you want to use that when you're sending the pitch. So you're using the language that works in their industry or niche. One of my clients that I was with for so long and she helped me get started on my first like um, funnel and she took a chance on me. But before that, I was doing her Pinterest and social media and she was a keto food blogger. At the time, I had done keto for a year before having Riley. And so when I sent in that pitch, I said, oh, I'm so excited about this topic. I already manage social media, Pinterest. But what makes me really excited about this is I did keto for a year. I'm familiar with net carbs. I'm familiar with the keto diet and the questions people are going to ask. And that helped me stand out. So that was personalizing the pitch, showing and showing my skill. But I was talking about their language, like net carbs. That's a very keto language. I'm familiar with my fitness pal, that kind of stuff. And showing the genuine interest in their business. And that can happen by doing research beforehand. It can also do it by your own experience. So let's say that you're looking at someone and they're a podcaster. And they're saying, I'm looking for a podcast producer. Okay, you don't have to be super niche to do podcast producing. Like, um, that's who you work with. Some people are, and that's great. Like, if they're in the fitness or whatever. But how do you write a compelling pitch when you do all podcast management? Well, one, you show your talents by showing, like, ones that you've already done, any training that you have, that kind of stuff. But what can really help with you is the compelling personalized pitch, and you research their podcast. You listen to several episodes and not just the first one. So when you write that pitch, you say, you know, episode 42, I loved how the intro, you did this with the intro. 
Or after looking at your titles, I think that they're really, really great. And we could actually make this one change. Or if you're looking to that, I would love to help you optimize your titles moving forward. That's showing interest in their business and conducting research beforehand. So it can be using, you know, their pain points and challenges that they have addressed or pain points and challenges you know that they're probably experiencing because you've worked with them. It can be using the language that the client's industry or niche, so like net cards, TPT, teacher author, that kind of thing. And it can be showing genuine interest in the business and conducting the research beforehand. And so that's ways that you can really show crafting your compelling and personalized pitch. When you email this, when you send this in a message, like all of this can be done. Maybe you don't have this whole thing, but if it's in a Facebook post, you could say, Hey, Sarah, I am so excited to see that you're a keto food blogger. I checked out your blog and you're not free. That's really cool. I did keto for a year beforehand and I'm a Pinterest manager. I would love to chat with you about your business. Is it okay if I DM you? That shows, one, your unique skill because you are a Pinterest manager. Two, that you've researched their business because you know she's not free And also, you are showing that you have this value of knowing keto because you've done keto for a year. And so these are ways that you can personalize that pitch, even if it's not a long email, but just in a Facebook comment. So our first step is to show your unique skill or expertise. That's really going to come down to niching down. Two is craft a compelling and personalized pitch. And the worst thing you can do is not get a person's name right. Do not say, hey, friend, hey, da, da, use their name and make sure their name is correct. You will not believe how many times I've got pitches that my name's not incorrect because it was a copy and paste thing. So craft a compelling and personalized pitch. Three, provide social proof and testimonials. Oh my gosh, I talk about how the power of social proof so much. We have a podcast episode about that that will link up. So providing social proof and testimonials is always going to be a game changer. So you can do this in a few different ways and I've kind of alluded to it. One, social proof is saying that I have exit clients. It's having it on your business page or Facebook page. It's having it on your website. So when they click over, they see it. It's sending it in an email. So one of the cool things you can do is in your email footer, you can actually put a testimonial in there. So every time you send an email, there's a testimonial. If this is an email response, you can even put all your stuff in there, compel your personalized pitch, and then say, and here's what one of my latest clients is saying. And you can put that in there. Also, another thing that you can do with that is send a case study. So when you send a message on like Facebook and say, hey, can I DM you? And they say yes. Say, okay, I would love to schedule a call. Also, here's one of my case studies I recently did. And you can see the type of results that I get for clients. That's a way to show social proof. So a few ways that you can do this is having those social proof everywhere. So in the footer of your email, having them on a website. So as soon as someone clicks over, if you're sending them to a discovery call link, having on your scheduling page, testimonials listed on there, sending a case study over. We want this to be there so they'll want to book with you. People love social proof. And so we need to have that social proof in as many places as possible to really showcase that. You're not going to comment on a comment and be like, here's what people have said about me, but there's other ways that you can do it. Also, if you have a banner on your Facebook, it could even include a quote that someone 
has given you or a quick one-liner testimonial. So as soon as they click over, they see that. There's a lot of power in that social proof. So one, showcase your unique skills and expertise. Two, craft a compelling and personalized pitch. Three, provide social proof and testimonials. Now, number four, be creative and think outside of the box. So this is one of my favorite things that I used to do is how can we really like think outside of the box? How can we stand out from other people? One is, and this has always been my favorite, is create a personalized video. And we have a podcast episode on using video in your business, and we'll link up to that as well. So creating a personalized video really helps you stand out in a crowd. So if you're on Facebook and there's like 50 comments, leave a personalized video. My ad managers, I see them doing this all the time. And it'll say, hey, Susie, my name is Brandy, and I'm a Facebook ad manager for photographers who are selling online programs. And I just wanted to say, I love your posts. I can see that you're doing X, Y, and Z. And I would love to schedule a discovery call with you. Just let me know and I'll link up below. And so you could put that in there. Not only are they going to see the video, but anyone who ever searches for Facebook ad manager is going to see that you put the extra time to create a specialized video for them. You can also send this in DMs. So if you're DMing someone, you can all like y'all add each other as a friend or whatever. You could always say, you know, send a video. Hey, Susie, I saw that you're hiring for X, Y, and Z on your website. I just want to pop in and say that I just put in my pitch and I wanted to pop in here and just say hi, introduce myself and X, Y, and Z. Like, this is what I think is so great. So creating those personalized videos, sending that in an email, you can link it into a Google Drive and then put it in there. That's really, really powerful and helps you stand out. Even if you don't like doing videos, it is 2023. Get used to doing videos, my friend, because everyone is on video. It creates a human touch. It helps you stand out. I highly encourage you to do videos. But if videos are not your thing, you can still be creative and think outside of the box. So some other things that I've done is providing value. So when I did Pinterest, I would always send like create a pin graphic and send it to them. And be like, hey, I just saw where you posted. I wanted to just send this gift over to you. I created these pens for you. Feel free to use or don't use, but I created them using your fonts, your colors, and I thought that they would be a gift for you to use. Like, that's powerful. That helps you stand out. If you're a graphic designer, putting together like a quick mood board form. And, you know, we have so many AI tools now that can help do this. And so having those or... If you do podcast outreach for people, sending over one and saying, hey, I saw that you're hiring for this. I put in my pitch. I also wanted to say that I listened to some of your episodes and I thought that this would be a great podcast for you to reach out to. So no matter if you hire someone or you're doing it yourself, I definitely think that you should reach out to this podcast because you would be a perfect fit for it. Like that's showing value. What we teach our Facebook ad managers is the risk reversal method. And so this is where you set up a strategy guide forum that shows like some copy that you would use, a graphic you would use, some audiences and things like that that they can do and that risk reversal. And so sending that over, there's ways to think outside of the box and be really creative to get on those discovery calls. Or maybe if you're a social media manager, send over some copy, like a caption or some hashtags or something like that. 
get creative. There's so many ways that you can make this happen. And so even with that, a PR person may say like, or someone who pitches podcasts, I can add value. I just showed you how you can by just suggesting a podcast. And when we do this, we're adding the value, expecting nothing in return. Like, so what if they don't book a discovery call? I just did some good deed. And that's fine because they'll come around. The universe will always provide for us when we give without expecting back. But from experience, working with a lot of people, when you give, people feel the need to also return that favor. And so you'll get on the discovery call. So now we've went over showcase your unique skills, craft a compelling and personalized pitch, provide social proof and testimonials, be creative, think outside the box. Number five is follow up, follow up, follow up. You cannot send in a pitch and then never follow up. It takes so much follow up to land a client. And that's where I think a lot of times as freelancers, we mess up because we're not thinking about the follow up. We send out one and then we never follow up. So here's an example because people in sales do this really, really well. They're really good at follow up because they know that in the follow ups where the magic happens. I think as service providers, we forget that we're selling ourselves. And so we're not in that mindset of I'm a salesman which you are a saleswoman, which you are, but you have to. So when I was doing Mary Kay, one of the top sellers, top recruiters, one of the things that had to happen is follow up, follow up, follow up. So if I called someone and left a voice message for them to like book a party, I used to work with brides. I would call, leave a message. Nine out of 10 times, they wouldn't call me back. Then I would send them a text. Okay, did they text me? Did they not? Then I shoot them an email. Awesome. They would send me a text back. Hey, I got it, but I need to check dates. Okay, awesome. I'll follow up with you tomorrow. Great. I'd follow up with them tomorrow. I'm still looking. I'd follow up with them again and then get it booked. We have to be really good about follow-up because people get busy. They have a lot of things going on, but the person who follows up will be the winner. It's like having a fly flying around you. You don't forget about it because it's always buzzing there in your ear. But like the butterfly outside that's like doing its own thing, you forget about that. That annoying fly that's there, you don't. And I'm not saying you're annoying, but we have to be top of mind. We want to be the person who's there because that person will be the one that outlives all the other people who are trying to get that same job because they're not following up and clients need follow-up. And not just like robotic follow-up. We want to be personalized follow-up, personalized email, touch points, adding value. All of this needs to be personalized. And so you can get this down where it doesn't take a ton of time. There's so many systems that we can set up where even though it's personalized, it doesn't take you a lot of time. But follow-up is going to be so crucial to standing out in the pitches. Okay, so we just went over five ways to stand out on the pitch. One, showcase your unique skill and expertise. Two, craft a compelling and personalized pitch. Three, provide social proof and testimonials. Four, be creative, think outside the box. Five, follow up, follow up, follow up. So I would love to know which of these are you going to implement or are you going to implement them all? But remember, if you're not doing any of this right now, start with one and then add each time until you get it fully. And what I would love for you to do is do that video. I swear it will help you stand out so much. And then check out those additional podcast episodes that I referenced in this training because it's definitely going to help you stand out. And if you are ready 
to find out more ways to stand out on your pitches, ways to land discovery calls, get more clients, streamline your business, head to servescalesword.com slash 10k and check out our free training on how to scale to consistent 10k months without a team. And until next week, my friends, go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the success you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.